Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. So welcome to the Brave, Bold, Brilliant podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Lynn, and I'm here today with Amy Rowlinson. Now, Amy has got an absolute like track record in so many different areas. She's a property investor. She's a public speaker. She's a podcast strategist. She's the host of an amazing podcast, Focus on Why. She's a life purpose coach. Is there anything that you don't do, Amy? Well, um, I'm a mum. You know, but that, that goes there and, and wife. And what do I do not do? Oh, yeah, I don't do much cooking. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so Amy, the non-cook of the family, but multiple business owner, investor, and loads of really exciting stuff going on. So it's so nice to see you, Amy. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's been it's been a long time, Jeanette. It has indeed. It has indeed. Oh, my gosh. And I was trying to think back, actually, it's probably a couple of years since we first met. And uh, Chris and I actually did some property training with you and Dan Hulper at the time. So that was cool. Yeah, that would have been way back in, in 2019 now. So, yes, long time ago. Different yeah. one lifetime. Absolutely. And, and a lot has happened since then, which we're going to get to get talking all about all the fabulous things you're doing. So, Amy, let's kick off, if you don't mind, with just giving us the heads up in terms of where life started for you, what you're up to, how you've got to where you are today. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Oh, that's a tricky one. Where did life start? Do you know, I'm going to pick on where did the current life start? And that sounds a bit weird, but I'm a big fan of midlife beginnings being a big midlifer myself. And I think that the start of the journey I'm going to pick on from today is 2016. It was when I realized that I had to make a change in our life. And when I say our life, it was my husband and ours in terms of what was going on in that dynamic for working. What was our work dynamic? He was working at the time in an investment bank and I was working for a startup company. And I was enjoying my job, absolutely fine, but he wasn't and he was struggling in terms of his mental and physical health. There was a very demanding job and it just wasn't working anymore. And I knew something had to change. So I did resign from my job. We already had a property at that point where I was an accidental landlord. And I realized I could actually turn my accidental landlord experience of 10 years into becoming more of a professional property investor. And that's what I did. That's what I focused on. I spent three years building up a portfolio whilst John was still working in his city role. And at the end of that three years, he got the opportunity to step away and retire. So retirement looks very different to typical retirement. It's not like that. We're very <laughs> active. He's now taken over the looking after of the portfolio, albeit that all of the properties are managed by agents anyway. But it, just the, the amount of paperwork that you get, you know the score, Jeanette. There's a lot oh, of yes. paperwork involved. <laughs> so he does that. And then there is, in terms of what I do, that then has allowed me to move into a different space. So now I spend my time life coaching 
and podcasting, which is just phenomenal. But the in-between bit was absolutely right. You, you said I was doing training. I was doing property training and, and just loved doing that as well, helping other people to build their portfolios, to become aware and, and manage the risks that are involved in, in building portfolios. And that was great. And that was where it sort of took me up to the beginning of lockdown. And with Dan, as you mentioned earlier, Dan Holbert, we were working together with a property vault and we we're doing training. We had a network event. We had a fantastic podcast too. So it all looked great from the outside. But when we got to the beginning of lockdown, Dan decided that he was wanting to go in a different direction. And he had been, to be fair, he'd been thinking about it for a while. And it was just, this is a perfect opportunity to, to make it a, a sort of natural, let's go in different ways. And all, all very friendly, you know, love working with Dan. In fact, I still do working with Dan now, but in different ways. So I invest in, in various projects he has going still. So what is it, what happened? Well, that door closed and I had the opportunity to carry on with the property vault, to carry on the training, but it just felt wrong because it was essentially his baby at the start and it was his business. And I came in sort of later into that. And I, I had the opportunity, opportunity and it was Dan who pointed to me just check out what you've been writing on social media, check out you know, where your route might be going. And so I spent a few days looking at that and he was absolutely right. You know, what I would have been talking about was purpose in life. It was much more general as opposed to talking about property in, its, in itself. And it had served me really well. It got me to where I, I was, it, it definitely, helped to fuel the passions that I was nurturing in behind the scenes. And so, yeah, I, I, I ditched property essentially overnight and sort of passed on the reins to John uh, in one respect and then sort of left that journey behind me and opened another door. And I woke up on the morning of the day that we were going to record our last Property Vault podcast together. And I said to Dan, I said, Dan, I've got my new idea. I've got a new podcast in the making. I'll share it on the episode. So in that closeout episode, yeah, Focus on Why was born on, on April Fool's Day. And the rest, as they say, is history. This is where the journey started at the beginning of lockdown. And here I am now, not quite two years later, but almost in a very different place. Yeah, well, that's incredible. And focus on why for anyone that hasn't checked it out. I'm sure lots of people listening here and seeing this on YouTube will have already. But if you haven't, focus on why it is a fabulous podcast. And, and what I really love um, about, about this is, is it, as you were talking, it's sort of like an evolution. You know, there wasn't a light bulb as such. It was sort of, it was a while coming, but you you landed on this, you know, area that you're really passionate about, you believe in so strongly. And, and that comes through in everything you're doing with the podcast. But also what I love about it is the link to the life purpose coaching. So, you know, that evolution and that con connectivity, if you like, um, I think is quite inspiring for people because a lot of times people think they have to know exactly what they're going to do. Um, and of course it helps, but it doesn't always happen immediately. Sometimes it evolves, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it had been sort of fizzling in the background. And and yet, you know, it's so easy to look with hindsight at, at all the different elements that have been coming together over my whole life, all the different transferable skills that have been brought into the, 
the coaching work that I now do, they were all there. And, and, I, and I've been able to lean on lots of different experiences working in recruitment and the various volunteering roles that I've done. The, having the, the, the ability to listen to my coaches and my podcast guests as well. So that's just there. So it was a, a case of me bringing those skills to the table and, and really seeing what was then possible. And part of that was building up a, a big bridge of my own confidence. I'd, I'd spent time in at home, bringing up the children, raising the children. And I really needed to get that experience back into, or that confidence back in my life of understanding how I could affect a change, make a difference. And essentially not, and I don't want to say not just be a mum, but there there was more to my life than, than that role of, of being a mum. And, I, but I've brought so many of my skills of being a mum into my work as well. And I was, at the time I was mentoring and coaching people to help them with their property portfolios. And so again, a lot of the conversations I was having was very much around the purpose, the why, why were they building their portfolio? Was it property that was their passion or was it to fuel something that they wanted then to go on to pursue? What was it enabling them to do? And so that's where the, the conversations sort of departed from just being about property. And there was a much deeper reason that would help them to channel their reasons why they were doing what they were doing. Mm, and and talking about that, because I 100% agree with you that when you know where you're heading, it's much easier to get there. But importantly, why? Why are you doing it? Because sometimes we can chase a goal. It could be financial. It could be any any other goal. And then when you get there, you go, mm, actually, I've moved, I want the next thing now. So and, and that's fine. But what are you doing it for along the way? What, what about the journey? as well as the destination. And um, and I, I think what you do in terms of helping people get that clarity is fantastic. So if someone is struggling to maybe understand their why or get to it, what would you recommend, Amy? How can they get that clarity that, that you know you have and, and that I think I have as well? There's so many different ways that you can go about this. You can you can look at what you love doing as a child. You can do that sort of whole timeline, going back to the simple things or or what people say you're great at. Look at what people keep coming to you and saying your your gifts, your your talents, your strengths. Really start to understand more about who you are. And it's that self-awareness that really opens up that whole who am I question and you know who am I who am I really question makes a massive difference. And then looking at, I think the best way is is using the Ikigai approach of what is it you're good at? What does the world need? What can you be paid for? And what do you love doing? And there, thereafter, you'll find something that fits into all of those categories. For me, that's coaching, that's podcasting. And then to sort of really drill down, it's helping other people to find that fulfillment, that moment where their, their day is just absolutely fly by because they just love what they're doing. They don't even consider it to be work or they don't separate it out as as being any different from anything else in life. They just love being who they are. And it's so it's not the goals, you know, it's not it's not that that you're looking for. It's it's the the deeper meaning, the legacy that you want to leave behind. And so for me, creating the podcast just seemed to be the perfect idea that I had to to, to take me forward. I didn't know where it was going to go. I just knew that I had to do it at the time and focus on why the first episode I shared in that first 
that episode when I was being interviewed by a talk show, I just said, I don't know where this is going, but I know I have to do it. And here I am. And I've just gone, you know, gone past 250 episodes in, in less than two years because it is something that's just come so naturally to me. So yeah, look at, look at what matters to you. Look at what you want to do, what effect or change you want to make and go from there as a starting point. Yeah, and I just want to actually give a bit of a shout out because Focus on Why is now in the top 1% of all podcasts in the world. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations, Amy. That's, that's incredible. It is. And, you know, it was funny because 102 countries and, I, and I've, got, I've got this. This is really cool. So for those who can see this on YouTube, I've put little spots on where everybody tunes in from <laughs> on a globe so that my little pink Focus on Why spot. So I can look at that every day and just go, that's pretty cool. So otherwise it's just stats on, and graphs and things like that. But when you see it on a globe and you just, okay, this is, this is bigger than I was expecting. And I got a message back very early on from somebody who tuned in and they said it was the water to a seed they planted a long time ago. And that's what I want. I want people to take action, to listen to the episodes and to then make a difference in their own world. So I, I essentially, I, I say this quite a lot, that I'm creating the, the soundtrack to a movie that people play because I don't share the videos of my podcast. I, I have it just as audio only. And that's purposeful in, in the sense that it is just the voices that then enable you to then process and then take it into your own world without sort of different distractions that we have. So yeah, it, it's, it's been an incredible medium that I've, I've loved exploring. Oh, fantastic. What's next for the podcast, do you think, Amy? I know, you, you know, you sort of is, is evolving constantly, but where, where, do you have an idea of what the next phase looks like? So the different ideas that come to me, uh, but really it's going to be led by the people that come on it. And uh, people reach out to me. I, I get, I'm sure you get the same. I get pitched all the time to come on the show. People want to come in and share their why and because they have a great message to share. And that's what's so wonderful is that every conversation I have is so different. So it, it is a life's work is going to continue. I would love to be able to take it into a different medium. I'd love to sort of extract some of the learnings that have come from it into a, a book form. And, and that's the, on the cards this year. There's several books are on the cards this year, actually, because I love writing. So writing is, is a sort of second passion of mine. Brilliant. So that was fantastic. It's, it's great to see you grow. And, and also as the podcast has grown, I would say you've grown in confidence um, because I remember you and I having conversations, you know, quite a while ago around, oh my gosh, you know, kind of putting yourself out there on social media and, and you know, and, and it, it does take bravery and courage. You know, this podcast is called Brave, Bold, Brilliant. And uh, to actually start something new from scratch to push out of your comfort zone and, and create something like this, it, it isn't easy, actually. So, so let's talk a little bit about the confidence and, and how you've managed to kind of get more confident through the process and, and how you feel now about being out there more publicly than you probably ever have been before. Yeah, you know, you only have to Google my name and it, it literally is, it, I'm everywhere, which is it's really weird because I'm actually you know, fairly private as a person. <laughs> and, and so, but actually I've let that balloon go because I know that the visibility is part of the process. It's part of what comes with being a podcaster and, and being visible because to get the people's message out there, you, you do have to, to do that. 
but I don't mind anymore. And absolutely right. I remember sitting down with you in King's Cross, having a lovely lunch with you and sort of <laughs> tapping you up for, you know, what, what, what next, what shall I do? And that was, that was when I was still in the property world and thinking, how could I take my message in, and into a, a wider arena? And, and then obviously that has evolved into the different message that I'm now sharing. And yes, the confidence builds every day. Being in a space where you are in flow makes a massive difference. And I'm in a space where I'm sitting, having a conversation, mostly one-to-one. -one. I do do some group work, but mostly one-to-one. -one. And I know that I'm making a difference to that one person in that space. And that every time gives me more and more confidence in my own abilities of what I'm doing. And, and then hearing the messages. And one of my love languages is words of affirmation, hearing the messages back from people and what they get out of, of listening into a particular episode continues building that confidence for me to know that this is a mission for me to continue to pursue. So absolutely that the ripples are continuing. There are people who I know have listen to the show who haven't reached out as well and haven't said anything. And that equally is okay, of course. But I, so I, I might not ever know the full effect of what's going on here, but I had to put on, you know, those brave pants right at the start and say, this is <laughs> worth pursuing. And this, you know, I had that whole conversation with myself of who am I to do this? And, and then it was a case of, well, who am I not to? Don't be so ridiculous. But I remember listening back to the early episodes of, of the Property Vault podcast. And I didn't say as much as Dan, you know, well, you know what Dan's like, he, he can <laughs> talk her anyway, but it was a case of, I have got something to say. So we, you, we had to make this sort of deliberate conscious effort to ensure that I was equally speaking. And, and again, now it's bizarre because when I look at the audio waves, I don't say very much in my episodes where I interview people, I speak probably 15, 20% and that's it similar probably to you when you have your guests on. But I do have my solo episodes. And in those solo, solo episodes, I really get to explore and, and reflect on the previous five episodes, which I absolutely love. And I love doing that. And again, it was that, oh, you know, who wants to hear me? But actually I get a huge amount of feedback and saying, oh, it's so great to hear your voice and hear what it is that you think about these various elements or what people have shared. And I just pick on the threads from the previous five elements, uh, five guests that have come on the show, pick up on those threads and go with them. And I get, and I can go off on all sorts of wonderful tangents and, and discover in different areas. So for me, it's all about learning and all about the achievement that can then be made through taking action, because there's absolutely no point of having reflection without action. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you made the, the big change out of, well, you made a change out of having a job and going into property in the first place uh, back in, was it 2015, 16, you said? Yeah, 2016. Um, so that was that was pretty brave, actually, to, to do that. Um, was that, a, was that a scary place to be, Amy, at the time? Or was it just, no, I have to do this. It's compelling and I need to make a change. And therefore, my need is a must, as, as a great Tony Robbins would say. Um, how, how, did it, how did that play out, that big change? It was, it was, I think it was more of an upsetting experience because I, I, I did enjoy what I was doing. And, and I, it was a difficult decision to make because that, the company was disappointed that I was leaving and they were trying all sorts of things to make it work and keep me to keep me staying there. 
Uh, but I knew that this was a bigger picture vision that I had and that family came first. So it wasn't difficult and it certainly wasn't, I'm trying to, it's so difficult, isn't it? To, put, to remind yourself, actually, I do know how I felt because I've journaled. I journaled, I started journaling on the 6th of December, 2016, and I can look back and not modify my memory because I can read how I felt. And I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't brave. It wasn't that I wasn't scared. It was more a case of, I just didn't feel particularly equipped with the knowledge at, that I needed. So I had to go on a steep learning curve and I had to learn. And that was when sort of personal development really came to the fore to build up myself at the same time as building up my learning, the actual learning of property. So it was a, a twofold educational process at the time. And in tandem, that made huge difference because every time I was taking a step forward in my personal development and the learning of, of knowing that this is what my plan was, this is what I was going to do, this is how I was going to build the portfolio. These were the, the various pieces that I needed to put together. Then every day I kept building and the vision got bigger. The, the, the sort of plan got stronger. And I, and I, as I got more confident, so absolutely, yeah, there was elements of where I wasn't dreaming as big as I could have done. You know, it was like, this is what's possible. And then I was like, don't be so ridiculous. You can do way more than that. And you can do it in a much quicker time frame. So yeah, it was, it was a really interesting process. And I love looking back on those notes and looking back on the sort of affirmations that I was helping myself through at a time. Because as I say, you know, you can't modify that. It's there in black and white. It's there on paper. And I've been journaling ever since that date. Oh, amazing. Yeah, because actually it is really powerful, like you say, to and, and I think there's there's something around the physical action of taking something out of your head and, and putting it to paper, because obviously you can refer back to it, but it tends to stick better, I think, as well. Um, so no, great. I, I mean, I, I do a version of journaling, probably not as disciplined as you are with it, Amy. But, uh, you know, if I'm reading a book as well, I always take notes of the bits that's, you know, if it's a business book, a mindset book, you know, I'll take little notes. And then, you know, I can always do a quick, a quick flick through all these amazing books. I can see lots of books behind you there. And then it's just a fabulous way of, 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 to remind yourself of actually, yeah, I can, I can apply that to my business, my life, whatever. So it's definitely very powerful. And uh, I love that. So, so Amy, in terms of sort of public speaking, because we're talking about confidence and how your confidence has grown um, and public speaking is kind of up there. I mean, I think a lot of people say they'd rather die than actually get on stage and do a speech. Um, so talk about that side of what you're doing and, and kind of how you've pushed into that space. So I was doing a lot of networking and sharing of my journey, my property journey at various property network events. And I liked it. I liked speaking about what I was doing and I was doing presenting in terms of training as well. So I, and, and network events, we were hosting the property vault in Gravesend at the time. And I, I loved it. I loved the connection. I loved the feeling that of being able to share your, my own journey with other people know, and sharing with them that it's possible. And it was that inspirational element of people coming up to me and saying afterwards, oh, I wish I could be or do what you've done and be who you are. And I was like, don't be ridiculous. You know, this is possible. And, and, and that was, that was something that took me a while to, to sort of understand the power of how you can deliver your message. And so for me as a public speaker, I still do 
various speaking events in person. But I would say that the, my medium of choice is, is the podcast. You know, that is my speaking medium of, of choice. But I joined the Professional Speaking Association back in 2020 after reading about it in Sam Rathling's book, LinkedIn Bound. And she said, go to your local region and go along to a meeting. So I went to one in March 2020, absolutely loved it. And then, of course, we went into lockdown. So all the meetings then went online. So I took advantage of being able to go to all the regions virtually. And it was traveling to Yorkshire, to the northeast, to the northwest, to the southwest, to, to ride across the country all the time, across to Scotland and, and Ireland. And that was great because I got to know lots of people. And I had to just take myself out of my comfort zone. And by doing so, I entered a competition which is called Speaker Factor, which is the, the Professional Speaking Association's annual competition. And you compete for your region. And then if you win your region, you then go into the national final. And that happened to me at the end of 2020. So I went into the national final having become the Southeast regional winner. I didn't win, didn't matter. It was the most incredible experience. Five minutes is all you get and you have to impress in five minutes. So yes, I can talk for 30, 40, 50, uh, two hours. You try talking in five minutes and getting your point across, really, it's really tough. And, and then from then on, I got asked to be the vice president for our region. And now here we are in 2022, I'm actually the president of the Southeast region. So it's been quite a fast journey through the Professional Speaking Association. I've gone from associate member through to professional member. And I love it. I, I love the variety, the diversity, the, the opportunities that you get to meet people from all walks of life. And hey, look at all the people I can invite onto the podcast. It's a perfect win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of the simple tips then that you could share with people, Amy, in terms of if they want to get more confident, you know, either speaking in public or just general communication skills? Because I always find that public speaking is one thing and standing up and doing a speech, fabulous. But actually, a lot of the techniques that you learn just apply to everyday conversations or doing a, I don't know, a live on social media or whatever it might be. But what are some of the some of the simple tips that you can share with people so they can be better and uh, more confidence speaking? Well, it's again, it's focusing on what the audience wants. What do they need and what do they value? And it's taking yourself out of the scenario by understanding what is their takeaway. It's something that I, I recently interviewed Andy Bounds on my podcast, Focus on Why. And he said, what are the afters? And what he means is what are people going to do after they've heard you speak? And and that is, that is such a, a, a critical thing for you to remember to, to, to think about and focus about what is it that people are going to do after they've listened to this episode right now what is it they're going to take away so in terms of practical tips the classic is obviously to prepare but also to be so relaxed in the state that you know what you have to say so it's being natural it's being who you are and this is something that i'm working on at the moment more so i'm in a, a particular mastermind and we're talking about being off the cuff, being relaxed enough to just know your topic and know what's of a value to people. Simple things to eliminate are fillers. A lot of people are manure and that can denigrate from the, the credibility that you're putting across if you do that. So by just slowing your pace down a little bit 
and allowing yourself to just have a pause, which is silent as opposed to having to fill it with sound makes a massive difference in how you're perceived. Mm, yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And very often it's the nerves that kick in that then leads to the ums and the ears and the crazy body language things that are going on. But you're right. And actually, I think just try and uh, try and enjoy the process. And just that I often think if I can say something that's had meaning to just one person in the room, and there might be a thousand people, but even if it's just one person, that's good. You've made an impact on one person and then it sort of becomes less daunting, I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. Speak to that one person. And again, you know, speaking to that one person, you singular, instead of saying you plural, and just when you're speaking to an audience, it's you singular, you're speaking to one person there and tapping into how you're going to make them feel. So it's, it's a, a connecting with that. Yes, you might have a dry mouth, you might have sweaty palms, you might have, you know, a jiggly leg or a hand, but to focus on the energy that you're bringing to the party. And I do consider it being such a, a joy and a gift to be able to have that opportunity to be there and, and say, okay, well, this person's going to feel this when I'm speaking. This is what they're going to take away after they've, they've listened to me speak. That helps me to focus on why I'm there. And beforehand, you know, simple things such as getting your voice prepared. So having lots of water and, and help and an apple actually helps to sort of give you more, more moisture in the mouth, which is great. Not with the skin on, cause that'll get between your teeth. So that's not great, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, absolutely. There's, there's some little tips like that. Don't drink any milk or have any chocolate. That's the worst thing you can do. So from a perspective of getting your voice ready. Well, I never knew that. No chocolate, no milk. Gosh, I've been doing it all wrong. I've been shoving chocolate down my god before I go on stage. No, no, I'm really. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What does chocolate and milk do? Well, um, milk will make it all a bit like gloopy, and your chocolate again. It you know it just just dries the mouth up. So yeah, you want to keep it moist and just have that water on the side. I remember speaking. I was in talking in, in a big conference room. For Anne Wilson, it was with, with Dan actually, we were talking about property education and it was fabulous. I was standing on the stage and I could feel, I was in heels, I could feel my, my one of my legs a bit wobbly. And then I just relaxed because I was just like, for goodness sake, people are here because they want to learn about property. You know, this is a life-changing moment for them. This is an opportunity that they are gonna be able to, to go away with the knowledge that you're sharing here and essentially change the life just how I have. So, you know, forget that wobbly leg, forget that sweaty palm and just focus on what you have here as an opportunity to deliver. And, and it was, I can remember standing on the stage saying, go on, get away, that imposter syndrome, off you go. You don't need to be here. There's <laughs> not enough room for both of us and Dan. <laughs> oh, definitely not, definitely not. No, that's great. I love that. Positive self-talk. Yeah, so important, so important. And um, and yeah, and, and actually, you know, if you're not nervous, then that would be strange. You know, actually, uh, nerves are not always bad. Nerves, a bit of nerves is a good thing because it gives you the adrenaline and the rush and, you know, the energy to kind of go out there. And once you start, I always think, just remember your first remember your first line because once you get that out, the rest will come back to you if you've done that preparation, you know. It's, yeah. It's, and, and you know what? The other thing I think as well is no one knows what's in your head. So if you miss a bit, it's all right. They didn't know what you were going to say anyway. So don't beat yourself up. 
<laughs> I do see people saying, oh, I've forgotten what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. You know, nobody knew that. So did, especially it was like, oh, I can't remember what that point was. You know, it doesn't matter. Just let it go. Just go through it. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. And, and what a journey, actually, from where you started to where you are now with the public speaking. That's fantastic. So it just shows, doesn't it, that, you know, with the right mindset, with the training, with the desire, the re, re, being clear on your why, you can achieve anything you want in life. You, you genuinely can. Um, and that, that's fantastic. What's next for you, Amy? You've got so much going on. Uh, I know you've said that John is, is sort of looking after more of the property side of things. Um, and I know you've diversified in terms of having multiple streams of income with the investments you're doing. You know, how do you see things panning out over the next couple of years for you guys? Yeah, there's definitely a less is more approach. We, we, we sort of put ourselves in a position so that we can now enjoy life. So more holidays, if we can travel, that is, but more more holidays, but also just more of the same of what I'm doing. So I will continue to coach. I will continue to podcast because I love doing what I'm doing. I will also put some energy into writing a book and that will kickstart maybe more books down the line. But Again, for me, it's it's having that freedom and flexibility to also just be open to opportunity. So if it comes knocking, if there's something else that comes, because I didn't know that I was going to be a podcaster three years ago, that, that wasn't on the cards. So not too far ahead in terms of planning, but having a, a plan for each year as it goes. I, I have a word for the year. Last year was opportunity. This year is adventure. And again, I just sort of focus on what does that mean? How does that help me to filter through what comes through the, the sort of door or what, what, what opportunities I, I see out there? So opportunity was a great word to have last year. And I, with adventure, I was trying to think of what, what it was that was going to help me to focus on this year's target. And yeah, I, I'm, adventure opens up even more avenues for me i think that's that's what's exciting so i don't know is the answer right now excellent and well hey listen who knows what might happen but one thing's for sure it isn't going to be the same as last year it won't be the same as the year before it's going to be something new and fresh and or more or deeper deeper of, of what you're doing and i think that's a really important point you made there because very often i think in particular as entrepreneurs we, we, we get seduced by the new stuff, the shiny new stuff. Um, and actually doing a better job, a deeper, more meaningful job of the stuff that you love already is also a great way to go. We don't always have to be adding new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. Actually, it can be more of the same, but in a more deeper, meaningful way. Um, it's a good reminder. Yeah, that shiny penny university I have graduated from many times for sure. <laughs> but which was the shiny penny that didn't work out quite as shiny as you hoped then, Amy? Or was there a few of them? Well, what happened was when I first started building the portfolio in the property world, you seeing other people doing other strategies all the time. They've got different business models. And you think, oh, service accommodation, that looks great. Let me go and have a look at that. And 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 then and then it's like oh development that looks great that looks much more lucrative let's go and look at that and it's a case of just keeping very clear about what it is you're achieving and i stayed in the hmo area that was my field that's what i i started with and just carry on focused in that in that particular lane 
And so when I say I graduated, I was doing so much research into different areas. And I, it was just a case of this is just distracting me. So when you said earlier, you know, what are you going to do going forward? Again, I know I can get better and I can do more exciting things in the podcasting space. I know that I can be a better coach than I am already. That comes with experience. It comes with with every day, with the learnings that I take away from every call I have with people. So yeah, I'm I'm going to do more of the same and uh, and not and keep my eyes sort of firmly facing forward or blink, keep those blinkers on for the moment. Yeah, keep adventuring today. This year's word adventure, I love it. Absolutely cool. So Amy, you've obviously, I mean, you've had a, you've had a brilliant career, you've had a brilliant business life, and so we'll continue to do so. And you know, everything that you're doing is really inspiring. If um, you look back over the years. Can you think of a really good piece of advice that, you know, has, has sort of stood with you, you know, for a long time or a particular pivotal piece of advice that really has helped you on your way? It was a, it was actually, I don't know if it was meant as a, a piece of advice or as a criticism, but my art teacher said to me when I was about 11, Amy, you need to have more courage of conviction. And that was to back your ideas and, and follow them through with my artwork. And I, that, I, that stayed with me. So I guess if it was meant as a, a criticism, then it actually, I took it on as advice. And today, and it suits your podcast brilliantly to have courage, to be brave, you know, to be bold, to be brilliant and, and recognize each of those elements in what I do. And it's do in doing so that I then go on to achieve what I can. Mm, yeah, no, I love that actually. And, and, and uh, you know, like you say, you, it's something from being 11 years old and here you are. I won't say what age you are, Amy. I'm not sure what age you are, but you're looking amazing. Um, but it's still there and it's still there. There's poignant, poignant advice. So that's great. And what about advice that maybe you took that you wish you hadn't because it didn't go quite as you would have hoped or advice that you chose to ignore and you were very glad that you did? Well, it's quite relevant because when I said, to a lot of friends that I was giving up my job, that I was going to build a portfolio, I was going to go into property. I had countless people saying, don't do it. Don't do it. It's too risky. You know, it's not, it's not a good idea. You don't know what you're doing. And uh, yeah, well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> you can tell that that was not something I listened to. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I love um, Arnie Schwarzenegger, which is probably a bit of a strange, strange person to to, uh, to quote. But in his book, uh, Total Recall, which is really good. I mean, I know you've you've read it. I can see you nodding. But Arnie speaks very regularly around ignore the naysayers. Um, and I think that's absolutely right, uh, because when people do give you advice sometimes it's very much from their own perspective um and then the great thing about that is you can choose to do with it as you see fit <laughs> and uh, aren't you glad you ignored that you know look at where yeah. you are yeah and, and, and focus on plan a don't have a plan b because you know if, if you if you have a plan b you're not going to be committed to plan a and I, I mean i know there are benefits to if plan a is not eventually the right thing you can move in but no i i i was focused on my plan a and to deliver that, I persevered and, and committed all in on it. Yeah. And actually, you're right, because then you, you complete that plan A and what you've now got is another plan A. 
you know, but your, your original one is still there and is doing well. And you've kind of passed the baton on to John with that. And now you're able to focus on this plan A. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good way of thinking. And it all comes back to that, that magical word of focus. Uh, I love it. Absolutely. And, and I think it was a cathartic process to, to arrive at the strap line or the name of the podcast of, of focus on why it was what I needed at the time. And it helped me to, to focus on why I was doing what I doing, I was, I was doing. And as in doing so created the, the sort of whole phrase that I'm now centering my work on. Yeah, fantastic. So Amy, I've got one last question for you, but before I do that, um, where can people find you? Because obviously I know you're all over social media, you've got the podcast, but what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Yeah, amyrowlinson.com. That's the best way. I am on, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not really on TikTok. I like watching it, but I haven't got my own channel yet. So yeah, go, go to, go to amyrowlinson.com and you'll find everything you need there. Fantastic. That's great. So my last question, if I may, you'll indulge me. So this podcast is called Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Um, what does that mean to you, Amy? Well, it comes back down to that courage element, I think, and just having that courage of your conviction to be brave, bold and brilliant and to understand what your values are, how they tie into the work that you have and to really commit to what you want to achieve. For me, being brave helps me to focus on my why, to, to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing, who I'm helping in the process. And being bold, that means for me to just step up, to push myself out of my comfort zone and to go into a space that you know may feel challenging, may feel a bit daunting, but knowing that actually once you've achieved it, it's incredible and it's where you then thrive. In terms of brilliant, well, brilliance is is my, one of my core values. So I love I love the word. I love the whole concept of what brilliance allows you to do because it allows you to shine. And when you shine, you help other people shine, and the fulfillment comes. So brave, bold, brilliant. I love it, Jeanette. It's just such a fabulous concept to keep firm to what you're doing. Oh, amazing. Oh, listen, Amy, you have been absolutely phenomenal. And I wish you every success with the podcast, with everything you're doing. I feel like the best is yet to come, Amy, for you. I really do. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you because, you know, I'm at the end of my 40s now. So I'm really looking forward to, to what the next decade has to offer. Excellent. We're in, we're in good company then, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but honestly, Amy, thank you so much for coming on. It's been incredible to see you and uh, we'll definitely catch up over a glass of wine soon. Sounds great. Thank you. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review. 